From the humble beginnings of South St. Louis to broadcasting around the world, Right Time Media gives to you the right lane. Sup now, motherfucker. Yeah, bitches. Told you motherfuckers what time it was. Yeah, bitches. On that 55 track, baby. Yeah, bitches. You know, for the long run, shout out to the big guns, big poppers, showstoppers, body rockers. You got my attention every time you drop it. I'm just the east side nigga roll trying to see my fingers grow. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the right lane. I'm Danny, and back in the saddle with me is the nephew 1.0. <laughs> uh, how you doing today, nephew? I'm fine. You know why I called you that? Because Steven's been filling in for you when you can't make it and stuff, and I called him Nephew 2.0. <laughs> so he went from being Danny.5 to Nephew 2.0. Yeah, he, he, he ate it up. He loved it. He was sitting oh. over there, and he was like, I'm the Nephew. Al happy. His tail was <laughs> wagging. <laughs> I was like, here's a little treat, buddy. So what have you been up to, man? Not a lot. Um, since the last time we did a show, nothing different, really. Just working and hunting, doing what you would call redneck shit. Redneck shit, for sure. Yeah. Did you kill anything? I killed a, a deer with my bow. Um, the the day that we left the podcast, yeah, I went down and killed a deer that night, and then didn't find it you, you before mean, the night was over. I had to wake up in the morning and continue to look for it, and then finding it in the morning. Hold up, you weren't able to find the motherfucking thing in the time you, we walked because I killed it right before sun, like the sun was going down, and then we looked around in the woods for like four hours straight, like following a blood trail. It kept dying, but you're like super white, so you're not really able to track it down and stuff. No, I mean we followed the blood trail, but it died because the the broadhead of my arrow did not open up. It has blades that, as the force from releasing from the bow, opens up. So when it enters the animal, it makes it a wider hole. Right on. They didn't open up, so it was a tiny hole. So the blood had stopped because he was basically bleeding internally. How big was it? Not a very big deer. Uh, it was like a, the antlers don't always say it, like the size, but he was like a four point buck, so he's young, not yeah. very big. But the good meat though, probably. Yes, that tender meat. Yeah. Uh, enough of that bullshit though, because our guest today has fought around the world in the pugilistic combat sport of Muay Thai. He's the founder of Maryville Muay Thai, as well as the promoter for IKF Point Muay Thai and Kickboxing Tournament. He is the founder, owner, and promoter of the fight promotion Stand Up Fight Series, which on December 17th is putting on a night of action-packed sanctioned violence at the Renaissance Airport Hotel that guarantees one of the best live events you will ever experience. He is none other than Chad Mueller. How you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast and oh, doing shit. some research, and uh, <laughs> you I finally made it to the casting couch over here. So. <laughs> it definitely looks like a casting couch, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been listening to the show. Which ones did you listen to? Did you, you don't mind me? Yeah, asking? so I listened to uh, Jeremy Johnson. Um, okay. Just listened to Ray Norris, learned about you guys' little fight. Yeah. And then um, Lily Helton's, okay. Jordan Dowdy's. Oh, wow. The St. Louis Cop. Listen, listen. The SWAT guy. Yeah. We, that was pretty we, badass. We appreciate this guy. Yeah. yeah. No, so, you, cool. if anything, you've realized that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're just sitting here talking shit. No, no it ain't no lie. No, it's a really good show, man. And I was honored to uh, be a part of this because you got a lot of really cool guests on here. And I don't think I'm that cool. So, oh, <laughs> I, de I definitely think you're that cool. And I appreciate the compliments, but I definitely think you're that cool. Uh, first question I have, because uh, we talked a little earlier, you're 34 years old. How long have you been doing uh, Muay Thai? Muay Thai, well, I started off with Taekwondo when I was like 11 years old. And then when I was 16, uh, so I kind of got into fighting because I always used to go to Blockbuster and you could see the UFC tapes. And I couldn't rent them because I wasn't old enough. So you got to be like 16. And I find that I was like able to rent them and I saw people hitting pads. And I was like, that looks badass. So I found, I was just trying to find a gym, you know, 2000, that was probably 
2002, 2003. Oh, yeah. There wasn't really gyms. And I'm from Maryville, Illinois. And the closest thing to me was Ronnie DeLeon, um, who was a two-time world champion kickboxer out of Trenton, Illinois. So I went up there, trained with him a little bit, started there. Then I switched over to Premier Martial Arts with Tom Whitaker um, in Collinsville, Illinois, and did some kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, and all that. Um, and just training all over. You know, I lived in Florida for a little bit, and, and I was training. And I was being taught Muay Thai. And then um, I went to Thailand and learned I was not learning Muay Thai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just so funny. different over there. So it's kind of roundabout answer. You know, I've always, it was more kickboxing. And then I really didn't start really training Muay Thai until I went to Thailand in 2019. How, how so, long did you spend over in Thailand? Uh, about two and a half months. How, how badass of an experience was that? Dude, it was so, it was life changing. So I went for a month, like a month and some weeks, and then came back. And I originally went there. I was like, all right, I'm going to fight. You know, I'm going to go out here i'm gonna get a fight you know it's gonna be badass first day there i sparred this little thai guy he's like 120 pounds and just beat my ass you know just not even trying i was like yeah i'm not gonna fight this time he's like you know i just i just realized i didn't know half of really what muay thai was and and you know a lot of people think like oh muay thai it's knees and elbows and like it's not <laughs> there's so much more to it than that and uh um, yeah so i found out i sucked really bad at it and uh Really trained hard, went back again, and after I realized, okay, here's what I need to be doing and training, and and really took it serious, and went back and fought that next time. I seen that fight. I watched it on you. Did you see the fight? Oh, you didn't see it. I called you out on that. Sorry. <laughs> you see, no, you get, it's a fight on YouTube where he fought over there, and the guy he fights. Uh, it, you know, you ever watch fights and you're like, oh, I want that guy's at, this attribute from this guy, like Chuck Liddell's overhand right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Jones's footwork and stuff. This guy's chin, I want his that attribute. I think he's got one of the best chins I've ever seen. Like you bombed on him with some nice crisp shot, uh, punches and stuff, and he just kind of stayed around. Yeah, it, it, it was he, pretty he, frustrating. I uh, think he wobbled him in the third round a couple a couple of times. He, like he, he yeah. finally started to take his toll. I think he caught him with a, I think it was a straight right and uh, or straight left. I'm sorry, and he he kind of started to do the. Oh, stanky leg, and then gathered his stuff about him again. Yeah, the the ref saved him on that one. He uh, his mouthpiece came out, and the ref yeah. came in and stopped him. And usually, entirely, they don't even make you fight with mouth guards. So sometimes the the ref he, he helped him a little bit. Do but you think it's because of you're American? Probably, yeah. yeah that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. I remember. I, re- I thought that too. Yeah. Uh, so you started a gym out in uh, Maryville, Illinois. It's called uh, Maryville Muay Thai. Uh, clever name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long ago did you start that? Man, uh, so I started the gym in 2011, so I opened it up in like a dance studio. They had some extra space they weren't using, and I had no money. I was broke. I was 22. I was being a, I was a personal trainer, and I was like, you know, the, I was, you know, people were paying for personal training, and I was making like 20% of it, and I was like, there's got to be a better way. I could start this on my own, Yeah. and um, so I started my own little gym, and I wanted to train fighters, you know, and just make some money, and I did like a Groupon. And like all these soccer moms came in and like, I was like, all right, well, not what I wanted, but I'm making some money. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So, the, you know, we, used to, it was Maryville boxing for a long time. And, you know, I did that, you know, the cardio fitness stuff. And I mean, it was so popular. I couldn't have a fight team because I just you had really? to have so many classes. Like yeah. I had over, one time, like 362 members Holy and I was shit. making some bank. So it was just hard to be like, 
I can't do it. And I had a business coach. And he's like, you got to stick with this. Like, if you're making this money, no, you're doing that. Like, you can't have these fighters in there because the gym was like 90% women. No, he's like, we don't care what you love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got to get paid. Yeah. So it, it was it was tough for a while. But, you know, I did it. I made a living out of it. And then 2019, you know, more gyms started opening up. You know, more CrossFit, more boot camp, more uh, jujitsu, more they call them boutique gyms, you know, these F45s. And, and we're all fighting for that same demographic. And 2019, my numbers just kept getting lower and lower and lower. And it was the point where I was like, man, like I might have to like close this down. And then I decided, you know, hey, why not just try to make it a Muay Thai gym and train what I want to train? And because that demographics, it's really kind of untouched. So I switched over and started to train what I wanted to train and numbers started going back up and the business started thriving again. And I was like, I was happy because I'm getting to do what I want to do again. And because I always, people always say, oh, fight gyms don't make money. Fight gyms don't, don't make money. So I had that in my head that that was truth. And uh, it's not true. <laughs> so you just have to, you just have, it's a little bit of luck, too, I guess, to the right demographic and the right location and area. Because, like, if you're out in St. Charles area that way, they've got to be making money out there, like all of those gyms, because they're just. The, the number of people that oh, yeah. are out there. That, I also think the time the timing of it all like played in your favor yeah. because, you know, like you said, at the time, you're before you were fighting for all the, I guess, like the soccer moms, you said, that's what everybody was looking for. And then as all those things opened up uh, and then you decided to convert back to just being a, like a straight up fight gym, that's around the time that like right now, I think with the, the success of the UFC is also bringing light to all a lot of the other combat sports. And I think the timing of that worked really well for you. Like, yeah, for sure. Joe Rogan, I mean, he talks about it so much, and, and that helps grow the sport. He talks about Muay Thai, 1FC getting big. And, uh, you know, you just got to, as a business owner, sometimes you have to learn how to pivot, and that's just that's all I did. No, you did a, as a business yeah. owner, you did a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. The first time I heard about your gym was uh, Stump. Yeah, Stump. Yep. Chris, uh, and I, I'm like, Maryville, man, that sounds like Chicago. <laughs> you know, like, I'm from, we don't go very far. If you're from the city or county area, you pretty much, like, Austin lives over by the airport, and to me, that's, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, right on, man. And he, he, from the very beginning, he loved your gym and he always repped your stuff and uh, talked about how great you were and stuff. How did that relate? How did you and Chris uh, meet? Or so, so me and Stump actually went to high school together. We went right to a on. Catholic high school together. So imagine Stump at a Catholic high school. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but me and him, I mean, uh, we kind of stood out there a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we became good friends and. We just kind of stayed in touch. You know, we had uh, we also played hockey. You know, we had that in common. We both liked fighting. We had that in common, and uh, we just became great friends. And you know, we beat each other up a lot. I mean, there'd be times where like, all right, we're gonna put five minutes on the clock. We're gonna try and kill each other. You know, and that's what we did. No, he used to rape me all the time. <laughs> it wasn't fun when we when he first started or when I first met him. He had just like he, had, he was a wrestler is all he was, and he was doing stuff with Gerald and shit like that. Uh, so I would get him in a submission every now and again. I'd catch him in a kimura or whatever. And then he went over to Burgers, and I want to say a month after he was at Burgers, there was no chance. It, oh, it was oh. it was a raping every time. Oh, he, he's so good and every time. We would do um, some Illinois State Police trainings at my gym, and so uh, they would make it mandatory for them to come and, and do these trainings. And we'd bring Stump in, you know, to show these guys that they're not as tough as they can, right. you know, they think they are. And they had this one guy. He was like six foot three, six foot four, just all muscle, and you know, he thought he was hot shit. You know, yeah. he's cop, and you know, just thought he was. Bad, Billy Badass and Stump's like, you know, all right, we'll roll a little bit. And he just flopped this dude and yeah. tapped him out in like 10 seconds. <laughs> you get to see this guy's tail between his legs. And But we did that for a reason because these yeah. a lot of these guys, you know, they, they think 
their strength can get them out of things and they had a false sense of security <laughs> exactly yeah yep. just because of their size yep. man uh so you know stump from when he was actually a stump oh yeah 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 because yeah. i i I guess he was like two twenty ish. He was a big boy when I first met him. But he was he had gotten he was he showed me a picture of his ID and his face was super round and shit. And they said he used to do backflips at that size. That that'd be a, a sight to see. Crazy a, athlete. But yeah, but can you imagine another two hundred eighty pound bowling ball doing a backflip <laughs> and stuff? So what else is going on in your life? Uh, I believe you recently got married. Yeah, I just got married uh, two weeks ago. Oh, so congratulations! Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, so had that going on and. And, and had a lot going on. We had the wedding, and then our house got flooded in oh, July, two days that. after my first card, uh, that big storm where it had like 15 inches of yeah. rain. Um, so we're back up, got in our house, and we're still not living in it. You know, it's been almost almost three months going on. Uh, we had to gut the whole house. You have to kind of let it oh, dry damn. for like a, a couple of weeks. Uh, I had to redo everything. So that's been uh, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of yeah. fun. Uh, so where are you guys staying at with some family? Or yeah, we're staying with some families out in O'Fallon, Missouri. So oh, we live out a, in St. Peter's. Yeah, that's a bummer, though, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so when are they looking for that to be completed? Uh, we're thinking like another three weeks or so. Three weeks. Yeah. Uh, how much water damage did your house actually get? We, inside the house, we only had about six to like eight inches in there. Only. <laughs> yeah. Only. <laughs> yeah, only. You know, well, you know, but it was enough to like, you had to take all the flooring out. You know, all the subfloor, the drywall, replace everything. And uh, we went ahead and like made our bathroom bigger, and you know, because the house is down to studs, you know. So we right. we kind of remodeled it a little bit too, because we're like, Fuck, it, well, it, we're here. You took know? advantage of the yeah. of this yeah. crisis. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So where'd you meet your wife at? Because I was I've been dying <laughs> to ask you that question since you said. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So we met on Hinge, okay. that uh, dating okay. website. Yeah. I, I was wondering if she was a former student or no, no, no. <laughs> I did not. Or somebody that no. came into the gym for the mom yeah. kickboxing class. Yeah, met her online. That's Got cool. lucky. Uh, where'd you guys get married at? Uh, All Saints Church in uh, St. Peter's. So you guys are, uh, you went to Catholic, the Catholic yeah. schools where you guys went to? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what sports did you play growing up? Growing up, man, it was uh, <laughs> a little bit of everything. You know, I grew up, you know, playing this typical t-ball soccer, uh, but hockey was like my main sport. Uh, but I also did bull riding. Uh, that's a fun, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's on the bucket list often. Bull riding? I want to ride a bull. A ro- yeah. Dude, it, I'll watch you do it. No. That's it, though. <laughs> no, I want to ride one. That's that's super cool. Yeah, so, it's pretty neat. So, uh, mostly it was hockey. Hockey was my main sport. Really. How'd you get into? How'd you ride the bull? So there was a rodeo in Belleville, Illinois, called Fisher's uh, Rodeo. Or no, it's Bobby's Rodeo. Sorry, Bobby's. And um, my sister, we would go to him and watch. And she thought she signed me up for a sheep riding <laughs> contest. <laughs> Oh, so this was an accident. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this gets better so and better. As it's it a tournament, so she thought she signed up for a sheep riding tournament. Well, come to find out, it's like a, I was like 11, maybe maybe 12, and uh, come to find out, it was a calf riding steer. Yeah. Well, by the end of the tournament, they were no longer baby steers. They were full on like <laughs> horns and like, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty badass. So, so how did you how did you do in that? <laughs> Uh, I do not recall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I getting bucked off once and I landed in the, in the oh, so this was multiple times. Yeah, yeah, it was a tournament, so you'd come back each, you know, throughout oh, like the so weeks. after the first like accident, like oh, this isn't a sheep ride, and you're like, well, fuck it, we're yeah, we, I mean, we're in it, we're know? gonna ride this out and see where it goes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty much almost died. Like back then, you know, they didn't make you like now they make them wear helmets and check. I didn't have nothing. You know, wear a cowboy hat and you go out and throw a little twelve year old on the bull. What can happen? Wait, so you're just in the, you're right in the in the car ride back home like i mean i almost died and then your dad's like you ready to do it next weekend <laughs> he was like yep <laughs> sure that that uh i think that was a, a prelude into uh the rest of your fighting career For and stuff sure. like that yeah. that's not as an experience that it, most any 12 year old's gonna be like okay i'm gonna do this again 
So uh, what what position did you play in hockey? Uh, a little bit of everything, you know, forward, defense. Uh, my main was really defense, but like um, – like you'd put like a travel team, it'd be defense. But if I played from a high school where it wasn't as tough competition, I'd play forward. Uh, so were you pretty good? More goals. I was decent. Yeah, I played. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like he wants to say yeah, I was real good. We uh, we promote uh, people to be uh, ex- uh, promote themselves as much as possible on this yeah. show. Yeah, flame your. If ain't nobody else gonna do it, you might as well do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely brag a little bit on the show. Uh, so did you play football? No, no football. You didn't play no football. You just, play, just, just hockey. Yeah, just hockey. I, th- I don't think you can do both. It was, yeah, it was kind of the same season. I don't know. Yeah. Like our school never had them. Never had the no. hockey team. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Where'd you go to school at? Rittner High School. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, it's diverse as fuck, but not for <laughs> not, not for enough hockey. to play hockey. No. That ain't no lie. Nobody would have played it. I don't think anyway. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would know. Not even the not, not, not the white kids are playing hockey out there. You, guys you know right. who actually would have played hockey? Joey. Joey would have played hockey. He, he would have won. He actually too. played a little hockey like Where, before high school. Did he really? Yeah. I couldn't see that. Really? Well, I mean, he's got the the face of a hockey player all the time. He's always he always looks like he's mad, pissed off. Yeah. Somebody pissed in the I just Cheerios. think he always looks like he's doesn't understand something. <laughs> he's confused and upset about it. <laughs> So, back to Chad. How'd you get into uh, to promoting shows and stuff like that? Yeah, so I remember being 18 years old, and I wanted to be like a sports agent. And like I, for some reason, I just like I really wanted to be yeah, that. I don't no. know why. I just I thought it was so cool. And I started looking up what you had to be to be a sports agent. And it was like mostly a lawyer. And I was like, well, fuck that. I ain't going. <laughs> I'm not yeah. very good at school. Uh, I don't like to read a lot of shit. I'm not interested in. You no, know, for sure. Um, so I was like, oh, that's probably not going to happen. So it just kind of went away, but I always wanted it. And then, you know, owning my gym, I always wanted to put on, like, some shows. I just didn't know how. And when I was in a tournament fighting in South Carolina, I, you know, they had the ring in one room. And in another ballroom, they had a bunch of people fighting on the ground. Like, there was no ring. It was just, like, a matted floor. And I was like, what the fuck's going on in here? Like, this is weird. And so I kind of sit there and watched. And I'm like, okay, whatever that is, that's kind of cool. Um, it ended up being the IKF PKB, which is the point kickboxing. Um, so there's no knockouts allowed. Um, it's just a lot of people that get experience, you know, whether between fights, um, new people that kind of get their toes wet, you know, kind of dip their toes into it. And I thought, man, that's, that's pretty cool. You know? So I messaged the guys like, how can I bring this to St. Louis? He goes, uh, let me give you a call. So he called me and we started talking and he was like, I'll help you get started out there. You know, you seem like a good guy. Like, I'm you know, trying to find people that are passionate about the sport and want to grow this. And so we brought it out here to St. Louis. And that was kind of the first part. You know, it's it's kind of like um, sparring for a fight. You know, you don't just go in and fight. You, right. know, you get your sparring in. And the IKF PKB allowed me to get reps as a promoter, you know, putting on these shows, having DJs, you know, getting staff trained up, um, getting the fighters trained up. So, like, now people can go in there and get – you know, people from my gym, I have kids that have 10, 15 of these point tournaments. Then they go and make their debut. So now they're going to be a better fighter. They're going to be yeah. more crowd entertainment. They're going to figure yeah. out what things they can work on. Um, so I did a bunch of those PKBs and to the point where Johnny Davis, that's the the VP of operations of the IKF. Um, he was like, all right, you know, I trust you. You know, I think we can do this show. You've showed me that you work hard. You want to do this. So let's do a show. So that's when I created the Stand Up Fight series and brought it here. And I don't know if you guys went to it or saw it online. I didn't get a chance to. Um, you know, it, it was a 
it was awesome a, show. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah it was I a great it, show, and, and but I couldn't have done it without him. You right? Know, no, it looked like a great show, and I yeah. seen you, uh, Liz. You had, yeah, uh, yeah, Liz. You, on, she yep. was your, she's now your champ, I believe. Yeah, she's a hundred twenty five pound champ. Yep. Hey, that's good. That's good shit. Yeah. So you have uh, another one coming up December seventeenth. Yeah, though. yeah, that's going to uh, be. You want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, it's going to be nuts. So <laughs> the main event is Drew Gigax. He's fighting Kuchlong Kuchlong for the IKF uh, interim, interim USA uh, title. So that's going to be nine uh, rounds, nine rounds. So it's nine two minute rounds. So you really get to see because like um, the, the nine round creates a different type of drama in a fight. You know, like, you know, the first three rounds could be completely different, the, you know, than the last the best, three rounds. Yeah. And and it's, it's we call it the championship rounds because you have to have that that training. Like, I won't say anybody can fight five rounds, but a lot of people can go out and fight five rounds. A lot of people can go out and fight three rounds. But when you start getting to those nine rounds, I mean, you have to train a certain way and and um, it gives the coaches more time to make adjustments. Fighters make more time adjustments. And, you know, when you're in the crowd, you know, you're getting more of that drama throughout the fight. And I think that's what, you know, fighting's been missing. That's why kickboxing used to have it. And then MMA came along and kickboxing kind of followed suit. And we kind of lose that drama. I always tell people, like, imagine if Floyd Mayweather fought five rounds. Like, that would suck. Yeah. Like, we want to see Floyd go into deep water and, and see the adjustments and, and, you know, more time for knockouts. And No, I, I appreciate the nine rounds. Uh and I, I like that it's an odd number too. I always thought it was funny in boxing and be like twelve rounds. Yeah, let's ha- let's have a tie at the yeah. end. Of this. Yeah, so everybody, yeah, they can <laughs> yeah. each win a round a piece, and yeah. nobody will have won this thing. Right. Yeah. I, I enjoy the nine rounds. Who, who else is on that card? So we got uh, Tamika Brent. She's making her Muay Thai debut. So she hasn't fought in a while, and she's been hitting me up like I want to fight, I want to fight, you know. And she's wanting to come back. So I got her fighting Catherine Connors. She's out of um, originally out of Wildside uh, Martial Arts in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, but she just moved to Oakland. Um, but she's like a 30, 33 and three as an amateur. So she's been around like she does like that medieval sword fighting shit. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she's a badass. What? Yeah, dude. So it's going to be nine rounds of Muay Thai action there. Uh, Tamika can bang though. Yes, man. She, Tamika, she, she can bang. She can bang and she's got some beautiful sweeps and she's not scared to get in there and, and throw down. And then um, another big fight, we have Lily Helton fighting. Yes, so she was princess. on your card. She was on your show. Yep. So she's fighting a really tough girl, Amanda uh, Kamikaze. Um She's out of Colorado, and they were both on Team USA. Oh, so um, they know each other. Yeah, so they know each other. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that should be good. And That is going to be yeah, a good Yeah, and fight. I got a bunch of other local guys that are coming up. You know, I got a couple killers out of my gym. I got a kid that's 19, or he's 18 years old. He's 9-1, and one, and it's, like, so hard to find fights for him. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. At so, that age, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's that good. And he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always, uh, when I see records like that, I'm always, and the guy's really good, I'm always like, man, I want to meet the guy who beat them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see somebody that's 11 and 2 or 11 and 1. Yeah. Like, man, who beat that guy? Because he's fucking really good. Yeah. So he, he he lost his second fight to a kid from Puerto Rico. So we, like I said, we traveled for these tournaments because it's, oh, you you know, it's just are, hard. Yeah. So, and then um, when he was 1 and 1, he fought a kid that was 9 and 0 from Canada in a Team USA versus Team Canada deal beat him he won the pan american game so like he's fighting like legit guys and when he was 17 he was fighting adults in tournaments and stuff so the kids got a lot of potential it's just um how much mentally you know strong and and committed he can stay the, so. com- the commitments going to th- at those ages can be difficult because yeah. there's so many other things that start to take your yep. your, your time Attention. away yeah college school, uh, work whatever your girlfriend gr- g- yeah we discovered that with my son in football no <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but it's frustrating because i'm his coach you know and i'm his mentor and i want to see this kid you know and i tell him i push you this way because i want you to get more out of this than i got you know and i wish i would have had someone like what i'm doing yeah to steer me that right direction and, and you know, because you could be a world champion. Like, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like, you're good. But 
there's kids out in Thailand right now that are working way harder than you, and they're going to whoop your ass. So this you got to figure out what you want. You know, you got to eat. What is it? Breathe, eat, and live this shit every yeah. day of your life. Yeah. Uh, not to bring up stuff one more time. I told him that when we the very first time we rolled together and stuff, because I was like, how long have you been doing this? And you could just tell that it was natural at what he had. It was just all about. I was like, you can go to the UFC. He's like, you really think so? And I'm like. Yeah, man, you just got to put it in the to get the right place and put in the right time and shit like that because you got all the, the natural ability. How long has uh, that kid been with you? Uh, about two and a half years now. Oh, he's, so yeah, so wow. he had a karate background, so he had a really good vision already, kind of the distance, and then we just been kind of switching him from karate to Muay Thai kickboxing and. And maybe I have the, and this is what I love about having guests on here that are experts in these fields, because maybe I have the misconception of what Muay Thai and the difference in karate. Like I always, uh, Muay Thai is more like a, like there's not very little bouncing around. The fighters don't. There's not, there's not a lot of in Muay Thai. Yeah, is what I'm. What I'm no, kind of asking. There's a lot of different styles. So like, um, if you watch Jonathan Haggerty, you know he, he's kind of a bouncy guy. If you watch Superlek, Superlek bounces. Um, so it depends where you train in Thailand. You know they're going to tell you different different styles. You okay. Know? Um, so like uh, when I would train in Thailand, there would be coaches all from all over Thailand. One coach would tell you this way, one that way. And it's not that they're wrong. It's just there's just different styles of it. So, yeah. December 17th is that next card. Well, how many cards are you looking to do a year? Uh, so we're going to do about four a year, four or five. So pretty much one a quarter. And then we also have the um, the IKF Midwest Nationals. So that's going to be a big tournament. That's going to be sick. Um, so we're going to have two rings set up. And it's full contact. And people sign up from all over the country to come and, and fight. You had a 145 t- tournament not too long ago? Yeah, so that was a, a tournament within win our card. Yeah. On the stand-up card. Yeah, on the yeah. stand-up card. Yeah. Uh, how, how does that – explain how that works a little bit because they, they fought in the same night, right? Yeah, yeah. So th- this will be how our tournament works in May. Um, you know, we're, I don't want to say the dates yet because we're still no. kind of figuring some things out. But there's four-man brackets, and you fight twice that night. Well, if you win, you move on and you fight again. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just uh, – I don't, I don't like – I grew up fighting and you do tournaments and you win one and you have to fight the next day. Like I like to just get them boom, both yeah, out yeah. out of the way before all that soreness really sets in. Um, and that's what we do. So you fight once early in the night and then later you come back and you know finish it off. How are those just three round fights? Yeah, those are three round yeah. fights. Yeah, I would say uh, that's how Glory had done it too. Yeah, like, yep. And on that thing we were just talking about when yeah. Raymond Daniels fought Nikki, he had they had both fought before and won, and then they come out later in the night and they fight again. And right, yeah, like MMA used to do. How come you never didn't like transition over to any when it started to blow up and get big? I just, you know, I did jujitsu when I was like eighteen, and there, there still wasn't really a lot of gyms in right. the way that did it. You, you were and, already uh, in love with Muay Thai, you know. It, it was still playing hockey, so like I went out in Minnesota and played junior A hockey. Minnesota, yeah. So played at hockey up there, so it was a really high level. So I had a really so you were really good at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had to really focus on that, uh, and, and then the kickboxing and, and jujitsu. And I, like, I just did that for fun because it was it was so cool, and it was something I could kind of work in with my schedule with hockey. Um, I just, MMA just never really spoke. Right, to no, me. I, I, can yeah. I can understand that. So, Go ahead. Did, I have to ask this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> did you get like in a lot of fights while you were playing? No, hockey? I didn't. Really? And the reason being, no fights I, on the ice at all. I, I'm a lover, man. No, <laughs> no, it was just kind of like I'm not a <laughs> I'm not an angry person. So like right, hockey yeah, fights, they're like the anger. Same. You know, the guy like, flew all over the world. Yeah. fight. <laughs> I've been everywhere kicking ass, but when I played hockey, dude, nah. I, I just yeah. I just not an angry person. I'd like be like, that and, and I I'd fight you on the concrete out there, but I'm not falling on this. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn it! Do, do you have any Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I got older brother, older sister. So, oh, and yeah. you're, you're still not an angry person. No, Weird. man, I'm. Yeah. I'm Pretty chill, no, but good. but yeah, it was just hockey. I'd rather be out there playing than sitting no, in the penalty box. And and my thing was like, I didn't want to break my hand punching some dude, you know, bare knuckle, and, right. and then be out of everything. You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of my. You're the second person now that I know that has quit hockey 
to go uh, to fight? do fight. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew down the street, the little blonde-haired kid. Oh, the one that was here watching the fights with us? Yeah. Yeah, him man, uh, he has two older brothers. They both play hockey. The one was really good. Played somewhere like in Minnesota or whatever like that. But uh, he's been so he's been playing his whole life. And he comes home one day and he tells his mom, "Yeah, mom, I'm not gonna play hockey anymore. I'm gonna wrestle and uh, train to do MMA." Nice. The kid is. Yeah, that's Where's cool. Start training at? Uh, I forget the name of the gym. Rogers knows who he is. He's he like, you know, got his brown belt from Vagi, and then he went on to get a black belt somewhere else. It's a, he opened his own gym up. Yeah, because I I called Rogers as soon to make sure it was yeah, legit, like because yeah. there's people out here that just yeah. Like, we have a jiu-jitsu place down here on Telegraph. I don't know who owns it. Yeah. <laughs> and not that I know everybody who does anything, but, I mean, I always I call, I have a reliable source when I, anytime somebody's like, oh, I train here, or I want to go train there, I'm like, let's call and find out yeah. how legit those people are and stuff. There's a, there's all, there, and there is, like, some weird gyms out here. Like, I was, if you go down, like, uh, I think it's, like, 370, whatever road I take to get out to Wentzville when I coach, right. there's this big sign on the side of the road. It's, like, it's for a gym, and it says, Massage. And then jujitsu under it. So it's like oh, that's revive. Is it? Yeah, it's revive. That's that? a really good place. Yeah, that's a good is gym. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yes. a legit gym. I just always look at I look at no, it. They're, 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 I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they're legit. We, it's a good thing Jordan down. <laughs> yeah, that's where Jordan trains. Yeah, no, Jordan trains there. <laughs> was he gonna yeah. kick me out of my chair? Because I, I was he doesn't kick. uneducated he doesn't, about it. He doesn't kick. He grapples. He tackles through the wall. Hey, on that note, we're gonna take a break. Play, come back, play squared up. And I want to take a second to talk about our sponsor real quick, man, because I can't thank them enough for what they've done for the show. But I can't thank. Their uh, owner, Matt Halsey, what, uh, enough for what he's done for me, not just for the show, but me personally in my personal life and stuff. And he's a great man, dude. They do great work. So for all your, like if you got roofing issues, gutter issues, siding issues, man, give them a call. Uh, they'll take great care of you. They've been serving the St. Louis area for like 45 plus years or some shit like that. You can reach them at 314-846-7663. That's 314-846-7663. Halsey Roofing. So we're going to play around the square up. You said you had a question to ask, though? Yeah, I had a quick question for you. Um, so I, I knew I liked you, right? <laughs> when, I, when I saw your interviews you were doing at Nemesis, and the question was, if you could shoot any condiment out of your belly button, what would it be? And I was like, okay, this guy's good. I like this guy. <laughs> and, uh, but so Tiffany Moriarty, she usually does our interviews for our stand-up fight series. Well, I got her a fight for it, so I need someone to do interviews, whether in the ring or outside after the fights. So I wanted to ask you if that'd be something you'd be interested in doing our next fight. Oh, night. absolutely. Sweet. Hell absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the details. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For yeah. The, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, because your, your delivery, like <laughs> you look the really questions, happy about that. I mean, it's, you're so good at it, man. And it's hard to find um, people who can do that really well. Like Tiffany's really great at it. And uh, it's a very hard skill. And you just do know you that do I'm those. not near as good as her, right? <laughs> in your own way, though. You're so like he those. takes it takes him some warming up. We'll have to do some practice ones in the back. You get prime no, him a little I, bit I, before I, he goes I, out there. I, I great, gratefully appreciate that. I, I, absolutely, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's December seventeenth. December seventeenth. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna mark that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you, like you, have, you, you get the worst seats. Yes. You have to sit ringside. Oh. You have to get up in the ring a few times. Talk to some. People in front of everyone. What so. will I ever do? <laughs> yeah. I, I sh I'm instantly regretting this, I think. Yes. <laughs> I, I promise you won't regret as it. As long as you ask Drew or whoever wins, Drew or Cooch Long, um, what condiment they're going to shoot out of their body at <laughs> <laughs> the, the yeah. ring. <laughs> Drew's, a, uh, Drew's a killer, dude. He, he, that that dude's legs are enormous. <laughs> like he, that's why I fought at 156 pounds because I had to fight guys like Drew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just over here, and I'm happy as You're shit. You're not even listening <laughs> to what we're talking about. But it's about Drew. But this, is, this is just as close as when you went out in the truck, and Grandpa gave you that, that <laughs> the game system when he told you he didn't have it. 
But what's crazy is the dude Drew's fighting, his name's Kuchlong Kuchlong. He's from Africa. He actually was a war-torn um, refugee, and he came here to America. Somehow he ended up in Minnesota. Um, I don't know whose idea that was. Yeah. Like a sick joke, like for this African guy. So he, when, he first got, he, when he first got here, there was snow, and he, and he asked. He's like, why is there salt on the ground? Like he didn't know uh, what snow was. That's, they that's had no funny. idea. What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. he was like, what the hell? And uh, But he's, he's like a mere image of Drew. He's a southpaw, big, heavy left kicker. Um, dude throws massive bombs. Like, uh, look him up later, later after this. Kuchlong, Kuchlong. Well, he broke a dude's arm in a fight, just kept kicking it, kept kicking it, and the dude's arm just finally snapped in half. Um, so that's going to be... It's... Are you ready? I can't hear you. I said, are you ready? Because it's time, baby. Bitches. Squared up. Bitches. Favorite part <laughs> so of it. Uh, so we're going to play around the square. If you could remake a movie and star in it, what movie would it be and why? Ooh, if I could make the movie. Oh, and star in it. Pretty basic. Probably some Muay Thai, like, uh, like a new age Muay Thai. Not like the John claude like cheesy, like... Uh, Probably something like that. I don't know. No, Pretty basic I, answer. I, yeah, I love those. That'd movies. be yeah. actually. They dip really, their hands in glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they do. There needs to be a new version of those movies that needs to come out because I, I think I that, thought they redid one recently, but it was like a low budget. Did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell you what, man. Some of the shit I've seen while living out in Thailand, like the fighting there, for instance, like the kids, they can fight full rules Muay Thai. You know, there's this eleven year old, and yeah. and that's how the parents make money is off those kids fighting. Yeah, that's that's so who's bringing the money. They'll in. bet on it, and the kids don't even go to school. They live in the gym and all that. And this one kid was losing, and he gets in the corner. And in Thailand, you get two minutes in between rounds. Oh, wow. So there's five rounds. The first two rounds aren't scored. So you kind of just – that's why if you watch Muay Thai in Thailand, the first two rounds are kind of just – that's why people say, oh, it takes a minute to get warmed up. Like uh, when I fought in Thailand, you don't warm up. You don't, you're not in the back hitting pads. You know, you put the tie oil on. They give you a massage, and then you just hang out. That shit is strong, too. Yeah. Hey, the tie oil. You know what I love, though, is they rubbed, they, the referee rubs you down. Or like wipes the shit, everything off your face and chest before each round. Yeah, yeah. the beginning of each round. I love well, that. When you get in the corner, they put this big tin thing, like a, almost like a kiddie pool, down, and then they just pour water all over you. So, uh, so that's why the ref, yeah, the ref just comes and. No, I, I like I'm, the Vaseline is what really bothers me. Like in boxing, more than anything, mm-hmm. like they will that should be glopped on somebody's eye, and they don't they don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so not as bad. Uh, you notice how though, like it's such a weird. I don't mean to go off on another tangent, no, it's but great. but so like. In traditional Muay Thai stuff, like that Thai oil, like uh, the Naman Moy shit, like everybody uses it. It's like commonplace. But if you go to like some of our local like MMA cards and stuff, they'll tell you not no, so do not well, bring it around here. We don't <laughs> want to smell it. We don't. So for kickboxing, you can't use the Thai oil. It's just it's, it's almost strong, like a um, like a Bengay. Yeah, you know, like a so icy hot. It, yeah, you it warms it up your muscles and, it, and why yeah. don't they want you to use it? And kickboxing, they say no. But for Muay Thai, a little fun fact, uh, I got to write the rules for Muay Thai for the state of Missouri. That's awesome. Because <laughs> they didn't That's have them, and we were bringing it here, That's and awesome. they didn't have rules, so we had to write the rules, and in there is they, they're allowed to use the t- Thai. Or no, the, see, what yeah. I love about that is somebody who's writing the rules on something that actually knows about what they're writing on. Yeah. Because you get people that, like, the 12 to 6 elbow in MMA, you can't do it because somebody made that rule up and doesn't a have long, a fucking clue yeah. what they were doing. I saw somebody break yeah. a concrete block with yeah. that move. But we had, to, we had to put that in there, though, because no, no, I get, the state, I get yeah. that, but, but you, the rules that you're making are legit. Yeah. The legitimate yeah. rules. That's what's yep. fucking great about it. What is something you've always wanted to do but haven't? And why haven't you done it? Really? I'm, I'm living my dream, dude. Like uh, before July, it would have been being a promoter and starting my own fight series. And, you're you know, doing it. I'm yeah. doing it, man. Like uh, right probably on. just keep growing it. <laughs> That's yeah. probably the one thing. Ever jump yeah. out of an airplane? 
No, I won't. Yeah, you unless won't. it's going down. <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't. No, do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do that. What is the most boring sport to play? Most boring. Oh. <laughs> You've never done any of these sports. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> so he's only done bull riding, hockey, uh, and fighting. Yeah, none of those. Are <laughs> none of those most boring. boring. <laughs> golf. I, th- I, I say no. I like golf. Golf school. Golf sucks. Is it boring? Is it cool? Or, but is it still boring? That's the question. Boring, man. Because I think. Golf is boring. Like when I went to do play golf with my dad as a kid, the golfing part was never the fun part. I was fucking around on the golf cart and like doing ignorant shit. <laughs> the, the golfing wasn't the fun part. But I don't know if I've ever done a sport where I was like, "This is kind of boring." What's the most boring oh, to play? You never played. What's the most boring sport to play that you've you've played and just like that sucked? Shit. Maybe bags. Bags. Yeah, oh, we'll say bags. Let's oh, ruffle some. We, we know this guy don't drink. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> see, see. I told you. Uh, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, just being an honest, good person, you know, and uh, just someone that people can always come to and know they're going to get, you know, real shit. That's, yeah. a, that's good shit. What sport would be better if mandatory alcohol was uh, involved? Well, I was going to say Muay Thai. That'd be pretty sweet, but they do it. They do it in Thailand. They have little bar fights, and you can go in there, and anybody can go in the ring, and you fight a Thai guy, and they you win like a bucket of booze, but most people are in there wasted anyway. So you could look it up on YouTube. Look yeah, up I'm going to. Bar we, Muay Thai I'm, fights. But like early, on, early on in MMA, like, we, I, we went to a couple cards yeah. where <laughs> you or dad were fighting when I was a kid, and I saw some people like down in DeSoto, and I'd be like, that guy's drunk. <laughs> that guy was <laughs> just drinking back there. We just watched a guy do that up here. Ooh. Two shows ago at uh, Nemesis. The no first shit. one we did? No, the last one we just did. Remember, he was the guy was bitching about his old lady on the phone? No that, shit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Wow. I didn't tell him. Oh, he him. got his ass I mean, kicked. Though. Well, he didn't he get his got, ass he kicked. Sub. He got subbed quick. Like, I didn't the guy tell made on him quick. because I yeah. mean, he was an independent fighter, but he was like four and one or something like that. Oh, I didn't even know. I thought it was his first fight ever. No, he was three and one or four and one. Are you sure? I'm positive. Because wow. the way he was talking to that girl on the phone, he was saying like, you don't know anybody else. Like, I swore to They said he was three and one. I swear to God. That's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't believe it too. I was huh. like, what? He sold a lot of tickets that night too. And he was he was outside drinking. No and shit. I, I would tell on him. Yeah. But he's, uh, he's, he's, he was on the phone with some lady and they were going at it. Yeah, so I so I paid attention to him because of that. Yeah. yeah. But he I don't think he was drunk. He definitely took the edge off though. Well that was liquor in that cup. That wasn't beer. <laughs> I could <laughs> smell it Why on you him. Snitching? <laughs> I didn't say his name, goddammit. But that dude But you didn't out. say his record and the card he was on <laughs> and how he lost. I'll, I'll so. give you more info. The dude came out in Hanes underwear with a cup yes. in him. <laughs> so that was really <laughs> So if you were at that card But he he he, he, he looked like he was gonna get embarrassed. And I don't know if it's embarrassing, but sometimes you just run into to us. It was embarrassing because how he was talking outside, well, yeah. and we thought for sure he was going to get. Yeah, and he's destroyed. all like, "I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." You don't know nobody. And then he actually fought a really high level jujitsu guy, or whatever. Took grappler, right, good yeah, grappler. Took him right down, went right to fucking rear naked choke. I think is what it was. Yeah, it was quick. Something quick. But you know what? I was surprised by that guy. Like he came out and he threw a head kick like right out the gate, and I was like, "That wasn't awful. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> terrible. That wasn't he, awful." He said some, but some <laughs> yeah. But he the was, fact that he threw a head kick and you're like. You were expecting it to be terrible. Says a lot. <laughs> oh, I was expecting him to just come out there and start swinging. He, he like, Jefferson the ball was real low. <laughs> Jefferson County's finest. Uh, what song are you singing on karaoke? Ooh, man, it's a tough one. See, there's things I don't think about. Yeah, I don't think about that ever. <laughs> Probably my wife would make me do Miss Jackson with her. It's like an old. Uh, yeah, sorry, Miss Jackson. No, Johnny no, Cash and uh, June Carter. Oh, She'd make me no, do something like that. You talking yeah. about Jackson? 
John yeah, Jackson. Jackson. That's it. Yes. I'm going to Jackson. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah she'd probably make song. me do that. The old country song. Yeah. Jim Carter. I heard she was ugly. Yeah, she ugly. We have her to voice look. is good. <laughs> we have to look her up. And, uh, Johnny Cash's wife? Is it? No. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. Jim Carter was his wife. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure she was ugly as sin, too. <laughs> it's ugly as sin. <laughs> so for me to do karaoke, it. it would take her making me. Right on. Um, well, actually, Carter. you know what? The, the times I did do karaoke, it was um, Tribute by Tenacious D. Yeah. That's a good nice. one. Nice. That's, That's always sick. a good one. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, so probably Tribute. Tribute. Tribute's a good one, but not a lot of people would know it. Like, only a few handful of people would know yeah, it like yeah. that. I don't, I'm not do, I don't do karaoke. I've tried it one time. Actually, I tried it twice, and they both times were so bad, I stopped halfway through it. <laughs> I've never done, like, the like a bar, like, karaoke, yeah, kind of cool thing. I went with my a girlfriend of mine at the time with her family to like a karaoke place and what? they shoved us into this creepy ass room Austin. and they were like, here's the TV and here's the... Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, this is awful. family? Yeah. It was like somebody's birthday. What kind of... What? It was awful. So when was I was the worst things ever. flying to Thailand... It was really creepy, dude. <laughs> when I was flying to Thailand, we stopped in Hong Kong and they had karaoke booths, like a phone booth, where in the airport they could go in there and like sing karaoke. And you and- could get the tape from it. I guess I'm, I have no idea. Yeah, they make tape yeah. They that was like stuff. They why would you just really any sane person that. just like I'm just gonna come in here and do karaoke? They, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do for the next. My I, flight I, doesn't I leave for a little that, while. I yeah. heard that they did that a lot over there. I don't even know where the fuck I heard that at, but the, they would love karaoke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> they do. What conspiracy theory do you 100 percent believe in? Oh, so there's one um, with our house being flooded. So it's gonna cause some waves. Um, so we're in Old Town St. Peter's. Yeah, and they have these big pumps. So like by our house, um, is like um, Ross and the Academy, yeah. and that used to be all grass. Well, now it's all concrete. And the reason our house flood is we're a little bit lower, and that water used to run into the ground. Well, now it it runs down, it grows like down, and we're the low spot. And they have these million dollar pumps that they put on. Well, apparently they didn't get turned on or something like that. So one of the business owners has a, a theory that they flooded us on purpose because they're trying to get everyone out of out Old of Town there. because they want to redo the land and, and kind of rebuild it. So that's kind of a, a local little conspiracy local theory conspiracy. that we're kind of uh, That makes 100% sense <laughs> yes, to me. Yeah. We're coming for you, St. Yes. Peter's. Yeah. I'm about the Liam Harrison, or Liam, not Harris, Liam, what's his name, the guy in uh, Taken and shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson, everyone here. a particular here. set of yes. skills. <laughs> but no, and they get the land for super cheap, too, because it'd be floodplain land. Yeah. 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 Those sons of bitches. That, is, that sounds That's a, so believable. Yep. We're coming for them. <laughs> what about you, Austin? Uh, dude, I just heard a new one the other day. And not, like, now that I'm in the right state of mind, it's like it's probably not true. But I wanted to send it to you immediately when you I heard it. should have. And uh, there was like evidence that there's, there's an idea out there that Mars was nuked by aliens. And that's the reason it looks the way it looks now. I've seen that. That's not new. It's not new? That's not new. Okay. Well, it was the first time I've seen it. Yeah, I was no. like, what the fuck? <laughs> And the guy started explaining stuff and like why they believe that. And I was like, what if? <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that I gotten into a little more than I wished I would have. Uh, Mat- uh, what was that one we did before? Mattress it, firm it, or whatever? No, yeah, but this, that's true. That's not, that's not a conspiracy. That's a drug. Oh, the drug. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, flat earth. What about flat earth? Ah, man. We've talked about this before. I don't 100% believe in it, but man, you, Austin, if you watch video, a video of people talking about it they, stuff, they find the most simple ways to explain shit. God but, damn it. They make so much sense. <laughs> If you're all the way over there and the earth is curved and I shine this light to this yes, hole, yes. you shouldn't be able to see <laughs> so it. I had to watch like, I mean, I literally because TikTok, when you do like one thing, sometimes it sends you a bunch of right away. It floods you. Well, I like too many of them. 
So for like two days, three yeah. days, you just all your so it's on TikTok. It's got to be true. Yeah, I get so it, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I had to go watch and go uh, like reverse myself and go to YouTube and watch like an hour of people debunking flat Earth and stuff. Did you see the one of them debunking themselves on accident? No, <laughs> with that same exact thing I was just explaining to you. So they took like two car like pieces of board or like like plywood, whatever they did, and they put them far enough away that their theory was like when we shine the light through the hole, if the Earth is uh, curved. curved um, they they they've set them at a different angle or something so that if it was curved they they would not see the light right and then they did see the light and they were like oh oh uh, <laughs> that's I, weird I wish that could have been <laughs> I'd have lost it immediately if you could shoot one condiment out of your belly button which condiment would <laughs> nice. it be you know I, I was thinking about this and it'd probably a mixture of ketchup and mayo mixed premixed. Kind of, they do that in like the bottle already. Yeah, that's yeah. so underrated. Is it? Yeah. I put it on my sandwich. I don't, yep. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't mayo like and ketchup, ketchup on a burger. I do, the mustard, burger? I do oh, the mustard and ketchup. Mm. But on my, or mustard and uh, mayonnaise. But on a burger, that comes like that. You mm-hmm. order them from fucking Money. Burger. Yeah. You? Here's my thing. I'm I'm a fucking like, I was a picky ass kid when I was a kid. And I still really don't like a lot of condiments like ketchup. If it's on a sandwich, like ketchup and mustard's already on the burger, does, I'll you, eat it. How and do you I, enhance the flavor? And right? I like mayo, like on like a like a sandwich here and there, but I, not enough to want to shoot it out of my belly button. You know, ranch <laughs> is high up there too. I say. Oh, ranch. I fucking yeah. hate ranch. What? Ranch makes wow. me want to fuck people up. I hate yeah. ranch so bad. So before your fight, you, if my you, sister like, he's like, she asked me the other day to buy ranch because she was at the house for oh, dinner. Wow. She's like, can you buy some ranch? I was like, fuck no, I'm not touching it. I don't want to smell it. Who hurt you? Ranch. What is, <laughs> ranch what is wrong with you? I hate ranch. Is it because of the ginger comment earlier? Yeah. Is that I'm upset yours? about the ranch. Hey, by if, the he way, if he hey, would have hey, said relish, I would have been like, I fucking hate relish. Hey, he told me to say it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throwing him under the bus. I got to stop wearing hats <laughs> so people can even <laughs> see he, my he, hair. He didn't hear one word you said. No, I heard what you said. <laughs> he told you to do it. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I'm sure. That makes sense. <laughs> now, what weight do you fight at? I fought at 25. 25? I don't know if I can make it down there so anytime you, soon. You'd fight at 35? Yeah, I'm fat. Fuck now. Would you want to fight in December? No, no. <laughs> I'll be I'll be coaching high school wrestling. Oh, nice. So it, it's kind of hard. All right. Well, you're uninvited. So. <laughs> I, I love this guy. <laughs> oh, if a lady, if a male ladybug had a name, what would you name it? If a male ladybug, what would you call it? Frank. Probably probably my fight nickname, Chab. 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 I, I like that. Well, wasn't the ladybug in a Bug's Life a guy? Yes. What was his name? Was, yeah. I have no idea. I remember. But uh, Ron had the best answer for that. What was that? Danny. Danny. <laughs> if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you do or say? Uh, probably show the Muay Thai. Stand-up fight series. <laughs> attention, everybody. <laughs> Buy my next pay-per-view. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Look how badass <laughs> this shit is. It. You should watch it. You should do it. What would you do, Austin? Uh, what was it? If I have 30 seconds to the, the whole, whole world's whole attention. whole world's attention. Everybody. I don't know, man. 30 seconds isn't enough time to what I want to do, really. So break it down. Just tell everybody that they all need to be knocked down a, a, a notch. Like, everybody needs to realize. It sounds like something you've been, you're going through. None of us. <laughs> you guys all suck. <laughs> Nobody matters. That's fucked up, Austin. <laughs> Get over have, yourself. We're going to have to talk off air. <laughs> what song would be the soundtrack to your life? There's this uh, song called My Life by Space Primates. And it's pretty much just saying, I live the fuck out of my life. And um, just do what you want to do because life's short and that's kind of it. I had to put a comma in there for myself because I like the fuck out of my life. 
I, I heard it as uh, we're on sentence at first, and I had to stop and put a comma in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a stupid thing. <laughs> I found it funny to, in, my, to my head. In my head. Uh, what was the name of that band called? Space Primates. That's a crazy, wicked name for, yeah. for, for music. Yeah. Space Primates. What famous person do you most closely resemble that people think that you look like, and what, do you agree with them? I've gotten Elvis quite a bit. Elvis, Tom Cruise a little bit. Uh, I, I see the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, when I'm not fat, a little, little more. <laughs> I'm not in fighting weight right now, so. <laughs> you're not allowed to say you're fat, though, because I'm over here fucking waddling up the steps and shit. <laughs> if peanut butter had a different name, what would it be? Ooh. That's a tough one. Peanut butter. I'd probably say uh, nut blood. Nut blood. <laughs> I was going to go with nut butter. Nut blood. <laughs> nut, butter. nut blood. How many second graders could you take if they were coming in waves of five and they didn't stop until you were exhausted? Until they overtook you? So how many waves or yeah, how many? I'm, I'm just a total number. So coming at five. Do I have time in between each wave? No. Recover? They keep coming. I would say real. How old? They're second graders that are seven. Man. So like probably that first wave, you're going to be able to take out like. Oh, one solid leg kick would take them probably five just quick. I would say at least 20. At least 20 20 waves. waves. Yeah. Yeah. At least about 20 waves. I'm taking every fucking second grader in the world. Mm -hmm. I promise you. I'm whooping every second grader's (laughs) ass. Because I'm telling you, dude. One of those waves, they're gonna, is, gonna is get bound. some nuts. They're one gonna of, kick in the nuts. They're and going then, for the nuts. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And one of those waves has a couple future NFL players that are really big kids, mm-hmm. and they are gonna go ham as soon as I'm they get you to close to the ground. <laughs> I'm just twenty way. I feel like I'll be getting pretty tired, and one of them is gonna make their way to the nuts. And and <laughs> once that happens, it's it's done. And the little kids are gonna play dirty as fuck. Oh yeah, way. they're gonna pull hair and bite yep. and pinch and do all kinds of ignorant shit. If you could go to any year year. Era or date in history? What? Where, where would you go and why? Hmm. I would like to go because it had to be past or future. I've never had that question asked. I was going to say past, but past. Okay, nobody's well, no, 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 nobody's no, no, asked no, the future. No, That's kind of interesting. I don't put parameters on any of these questions. Yeah, answer, yeah. answer how you would like. Yeah, I mean, I like to go see the future because in the past you kind of get an idea of what things were like, you know, but. uh I like to see the future and just kind of see where we're at in a thousand years and see if we're fucking if we fucked all up. kill each other or, <laughs> or not. Up or not. I got I got a newsflash. We fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no way we didn't. What was the moment, fight or fighter, that made you want to um, do Muay Thai? Made you actually fall in love with it, not want to do it. It made you fall in love with it. Pop, there was one. There really wasn't one. It was just being out there in the culture and seeing... Like, a Muay Thai fight in Thailand is so different than here in America. Like, it's just, you can't even compare the two. Yeah. But uh, probably just being out there, man, it's just, it's just, it's the lifestyle. Like, you turn on TV, they live every night there's a Muay Thai there. fight on yeah. their, you know, main cha- channels on TV. There's fights on a Wednesday night, you know. There's a stadium that has them on Mondays and Wednesdays. The stadium has Tuesday, Thursdays. You know, you can go on a, any night and watch fights, so it's just... Bruce's wife lied to me, by the way. Bruce's, Bruce, uh, my buddy Bruce, his wife is Thai. Uh, and I asked her about Muay Thai. This was years ago, too. And she's like, no, soccer. We play soccer. Mm, we don't no, do Muay Thai. No. I'm like, it's actually called Muay Thai. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, she, she acted like she didn't like it at all. And probably just snooty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that. So there was never, so there was no, you can't remember like a moment or a person that just sparked your interest in combat sports in general. 
It sounded like a chain. For, if I'm, I don't speak for you, but it sounded so, like a chain of events. Yeah, whenever I was young, what made me want to do martial arts was like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, there was this movie called Three Ninjas. Who's your favorite? Three Ninjas. Is Who's your favorite turtle? Um, I haven't talked about him. So, what's the funny one? Oh, uh, Michelangelo. Yeah, that's he was my favorite. Him and then the leader. That's an acceptable. Leonardo. Yeah, yeah. What's not an acceptable answer? Donatello. Yeah, say nobody likes Yeah, Michelangelo. Oh, that's funny. Because I, uh, I knew what they did. Nobody likes Donatello. Yeah, nobody. he's got a fucking stick. Yeah, yeah. everybody's got those badass weapons. <laughs> he's and got then a he fucking gets a staff. stick. Uh, I only asked. Did you call it a staff? That's what it is. It's a stick. It is a stick. <laughs> uh, I, so like for me, I just always I can remember. So you guys started fighting. You and Dad started fighting. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is different. I never expected it to really happen. And then, but I remember watching Anderson Silva. It was like a couple months after Dad's fight. At the ballroom brawl, or when he fought uh, um, Brian Shell, was right after that. Was the night that Anderson Silva front kicked Vitor Belfort in the face, and I remember watching that and being like, "What the fuck? This is insane!" So the Brian and that's Schell, what did it for me. The Brian Shell, your dad fight slugfest, didn't nothing do didn't do anything for me because <laughs> I was like, "This just looks like two fat guys just beating the shit out of each other." But First watching of all, Brian Shell is cut, shredded. He looked old. <laughs> just kidding, Brian. Now, how many We're fights does your dad have? Because it seemed Way like too many. I remember going to fights and like every time every Bo Coons was on the damn no, card, and I was like, Who? "He's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of them." But I, I'm a little upset because it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little upset. Honestly, I don't remember watching you fight as a kid until uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the until uh, until <laughs> until you until you turn that guy's meat and or face into hamburger meat, and you still didn't get the W. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> No, dude, Anderson Silva. I just, I was like that because it wasn't like just a slugfest. It, it, everything seemed methodical and oh, planned it was. out, it and, sure was. and planned, and he played right it, into it, what he wanted to do. It happened right away, though, didn't it? It did, but it, 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 for me, I was like so into as a kid. Like, is he the is he the karate and anime? He's the best ever. Anderson? I think he gets not talked about enough anymore because he, of the way that the sport has gone. I think he's the best ever. Yeah, Silva. He yeah. was. He like was, you had to watch him fight. Yeah, he was doing shit that people just. He was the first yeah. guy that I think. What like, he did to Forrest. Is is the, the be all end all the duck and the out of the yeah. made him the look terrible and then knocked him out right away right oh, after with the jab yeah yes just sick that's why I tell my fighters you know I you guys got to be entertaining like um you know before the stand up fight series you know I told all the fighters in the meetings like you guys are here to entertain like put on a show for these people when you come out walking out don't just walk you know. Get the yes. crowd involved. Post stuff on social media. But you got to be someone the fans got to want to see. Or else no one's going to care. No one's going to give a shit. I don't think that that's pushed enough. I, I, I'm not going to, like, as a, if I was a fighter or younger or whatever, I'm not taking my social media and putting it into that. But, like, uh, my wife sells real estate, and I tell her that's what you have. If you weren't trying to push whatever it is you're trying to push, that's what you have to do mm-hmm. is you have to push that narrative and stuff. You have to find a way to make it. People want to look at it. Yep. Click on it, see it. Yes, but uh, did, you, did you see the interview with Nate Diaz and Erewhoni? Which one? When he asked him about uh, people with he, Nick or Nate? Nate, does he, do did you ask him about his dad coming to his fights? And uh. He was like, I don't want anybody coming to my fights. I mean, it's cool. Come roll through if you want, but I don't ask anybody because I always think about the bad stuff that can happen. The shit, getting my teeth kicked in and falling on my face and stuff. Yeah. in front of all my family and friends. So I'm cool. Nobody coming to the fight. Yeah. What is your proudest accomplishment? Probably two weeks ago, get married to my wife. Congratulations! Yes. Again, that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's an amazing woman, and I do not deserve her, and I know that. So, 
No, uh, <laughs> you're, you're a good guy though. We were talking about trying to work out dates and stuff. Yeah, and I, I, I can edit if you don't want this out. No, you're you, good. You were asking about. I said Sunday. And you're like, no, that's my wife's day, and I, yeah. I would get murdered if I did that. That's yeah. good stuff that you said. You said it side. Time. Well, you know, she's my, your life's so busy. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, she's a nurse, and she's working. You know, five days out of the week, and uh, so we don't get to hang out a lot. And uh, you know, it's my best friend. So that's good shit. Yeah, man. so we go to church on Sundays, and, and then hang out, get brunch, and but this uh, tomorrow actually uh, working on that flood house. So. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> At least you guys are doing it together. Yeah. If you could sit on a bench and talk to any person, past or present, who would it be? Trying to give some good answers here. Um, probably someone from my family and just learn some some family history. You know, because I don't know a crazy oh. amount. But I think that'd be kind of cool to talk to some of my ancestors that came from Germany or wherever and and came here and kind of. We did the uh, DNA, the heritage. Yeah, thing. yeah, same. I followed my wife's family though on her. Yeah, you told her, me this. Her grandma's side, uh, one of her relatives, you can trace all the way back to ten fucking forty. That, that's insane to me. Everybody, because everybody else I looked at was like seventeen seventy. You'll lose their lineage at some point. Yeah, yeah. not not them because they're English. They kept so they, they kept they, all the records. They, yeah, they were they were yep. lord, lord and lady, and yeah. then they married somebody from. Uh, uh, not not uh, Ireland, but uh, Scott Scotland, yep. and they didn't get called Lord no more. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little yeah. We we traced ours back to like the Crusades. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a, that's a cool way to answer that question because I don't think anybody's answered it that way. Because no. I've always thought about like pop culture or famous people or historic people, but I don't know anything about my like. I don't know anything. Ancestral yeah, you figure out where their red hair came from. And... I don't know nothing about mine. I just assume they're all shitheads. So. <laughs> Was the heat wave brought to chi- the heat wave that is and the drought that is in China right now? Was it caused by the U.S.? No, they're the ones that are dropping all that nuclear shit in the ocean. <laughs> I kind of thought it was us, and then the Mississippi's drying up now, so I'm pretty sure it's not us. Yeah. If you could be friends with any celebrity, who would it be, and why? Any celebrity. Probably someone really rich that loves fighting that can give some money so I can get some more badass fighters on my cards. <laughs> Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, or you can get richer. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg loves the NBA. Yeah. Oh, he does. Right? They're, yes. doing, they're doing something now. They Yeah, they have to be. No, they are. They announced it. Oh, Whatever. what did they say? I didn't, I didn't fucking read. I just read the I just found it weird that what Dana did. when So... Mackenzie Dern went out there for the pre-fight interview. I love Mackenzie Dern. And she was like, I think Mark Zuckerberg, I heard that Mark Zuckerberg bought out the venue and he's going to be the only one in the crowd, yada, yada, yada. And then Dana went out there and was like, that's not happening, yada, yada, yada. And then the next night, that's exactly what fucking happened. It was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Wait, what? What happened? The last UFC, not the last UFC card, but one of the last UFC cards. It was at the Apex. And, uh, which, uh, you know the Apex yeah, is yeah. like there. So, uh I didn't know until I heard that it was. They posted a clip on Instagram of Mackenzie doing her post weigh-in interview, and she was. They were asking her about what she thought about what was going on with the event. She's like, "I haven't heard much. I just know I'm pretty sure that Mark Zuckerberg bought out the venue, so he's going to be the only one in the crowd. It's going to be even quieter than normal." And then Dana went out there, pulled the same Dana shit that y'all. He's just like, I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about. That's fucking crazy. And then the next day, that's what happened. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. It's called money. I yeah. know, but it's Austin, fucking Austin, weird. It's Austin, funny to me. You're going to miss him when he's gone. Oh, no. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dana. I like, I like Dana. He, keeps, he makes it what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It, instead of it's going to be political and politics and shit, all that bullshit. When he's gone, it's going to fucking. It's going to turn to something worse. Oh, it's going to be so corporate and yes. bullshit. Me and Chris were actually just having to talk about this. because he start wearing headgear. He called. <laughs> yeah. He called me and was like, bro, I got to tell you this. I just found this out. This is crazy. This happened yesterday. And he was like, uh, they, some 
podcast was covering it or whatever, but I guess when Jose Aldo announced that he was going to retire. Hold on, hold on. You were listening to another podcast? No, Chris oh, it was, okay. and he called me about it. Okay. And he goes, uh, I listen to other podcasts, by the way. <laughs> so, so uh, anyways, Chris was like, so around the time that Jose Aldo was saying that he was going to retire, uh, Dana, I guess the, the story was that Dana had texted him or called him and gave him this this like heartfelt message how about how him appreciated yep. him and loved him and the UFC will always be there for him and all this stuff. And Jose showed that to his pregnant wife and she got emotional and then something went wrong. She went into labor. She had to go to the hospital. No, she had to go before the labor and they found out that there was like gonna there was a they caught an early yes. a complication that was going to happen it's in her pregnancy. His umbilical cord was tied was in a knot. Up, in a knot. No, it wasn't tangled up. It was actually tied in like a whole knot. Knot, yeah. Yeah. And because, so because, I mean, that might have happened anyways, but because of all that happening, they were able to make sure that the kid. Right. And uh, Jose said he gets choked up when he talks. I, I didn't listen to the podcast, but I read the art, an article. On yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. That was, Jose said, like, because the UFC is going to give him the opportunity. Like, if he wants to go do boxing or kickboxing somewhere else, they're going to let him. And he's gonna continue. He can compete in jiu-jitsu tournaments and stuff. But he also said if he ever did MMA again, it will be for the UFC. He's not going anywhere else. So no, that, I, that was a great. It was a great story overall, and it makes Dana look good. Which he needs some of that because people that dude he gets, gets shit lot. on a lot. Yeah. Get, yeah, deservedly so too. I mean, yeah, he doesn't help himself. <laughs> like he doesn't help himself at all. But I don't think he gives a fuck. No, no he doesn't. Which yeah. is great. You see that he was gonna he was gonna die. And what was that? He, I thought it was just there's, like there's talking this, out uh, of his ass. No, there's a company. They can tell from your DNA. They do, no, they do your DNA, and then they, you're based with your lifestyle and stuff. And they run analysis, and apparently they're right. They're super accurate that they can pick the the year and the almost. Yeah, they the say day, like ten years. Or yeah, something. that you're gonna die. Wow. They told Dana because Dana got obsessed with this and went and did it. And you see, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him recently, but he's got abs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's all because of that. They told him they changed his lifestyle, his sleeping habits, and all this other stuff so that he could prolong his life. Uh, well, I. I can imagine the stress, you know, just being promoter of the shows I've done. You know, it's matching and and venues and deals. And it's just it doesn't stop. I mean, it's fun, you know, for now. But uh, I can just only imagine how you know how big the UFC is, and just how much bullshit he has to deal with and stress. And you know, that's a lot of a lot of money and stuff. And you know, when I said like a a rich friend, so I can grow this, it's not for me. Like I want to pay these fighters. You know, eventually thirty, forty thousand dollars for kickboxing. You know, who knows? You know, down the road. You know, but uh, I want these fighters to be able to live off of you know a wage they can get from fighting and and not have to work. You know, like Stump. You know, Stump was such a good fighter, but he was still working full time. You know, the he was time, in, yes. yeah. And when he was in Bellator and in the UFC, you know, he was when he had a second fight with Antonio Dodger and UFC in Mexico City. You know, that was in the summer, and he was had a long care company he's working his ass off and then still training and and being a pro athlete like come on <laughs> like you know it sucks I, I don't know like how many nhl players nba players have to do that you know it's the two side the other side to that i don't there's no uh, f- uh minor league system for this yeah which is why the other the other sports are where they are at because they have a something to feed into that mm-hmm. and it's it's younger people and stuff I don't know what the fix is to that. Yeah. When people talk about fighter pay and stuff, boxing only has five guys that make all that money. Or well, I don't guys. know, man. There's a card at St. Louis. Say, some of those guys, guys that, so were getting I, paid like twelve grand on that yeah. club in St. Louis, and they were making some good money. I'm like, how is this? Like, where's this money cut? Like, where, See, like is this what, a what mattress? The UFC, what the UFC thing? has to do too, though, is uh, they have to promote. <laughs> <laughs> just caught it. Yeah. <laughs> the UFC is, is, does all the promotion. They have all these fighters and all of these people to take care of this entity. 
Because, and here's the thing too. If you leave the UFC, you don't become a household name. If you were a household name, you don't you don't get bigger in stat- status or stature. They also you do, do make more money though. Because Andre Arlovsky, hold up for a second. Is, is a millionaire now. The PFL and those they got paid like a million dollars. Yeah, they do uh, a tournament. He, and when he fought, uh, uh, he was he, he just fought, fought Callier. Yeah, but no, yeah. Uh, no, that he after be, be, this is all before that. Yeah, when he fought, uh, who was the the Russian over there? Oh my god, I can't think of uh, Fedor? Fedor. When he fought Fedor, he got paid like two point something million dollars and shit because these oh, other that organizations. That was before the PFL. It was WSOF, still. and then the PFL did that signed a contract. Roy McDonald got paid in the PFL. Yeah, there's all, these fighters that have been paid, but. Those guys are their all their money is concentrated on just a select few. It's not and the guys in the UFC, those top guys are getting paid millions of dollars that you're never told about because of the pay per view points and the back the and I, I hate the fact that it's the Dana White bonus, but he comes to your house and he's like here two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He's done that way more than it's ever mentioned in stuff. I do you, I don't know this fix, dude. Do you have an answer, a solution, well, or a better? I, I will tell you this. Um, I, and hope, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, you're good. I hope Stump don't get mad, but. Uh... When he fought in the UFC, you know he made six figures that year off fighting, and it wasn't off fighting because he made, he got like twenty five hundred. It was his sponsorships. Yes, you know he was making bank off his sponsors and having his agent and all that stuff. And uh, I would like to see, I'd like to see that come back where they can get their own sponsors because it helped the brand, it helped everything, and it's going to create. You know, I one hundred percent agree with you, and this is the issue I have with what the UFC side of the it. Uniform. Once you make yes, once you make us a fucking organization like that, you got to pay me like an organization then, mm-hmm. like the NFL, the NHL, or what people want to mm-hmm. bring up. Yeah, but I, I think they should let people, this fighters get sponsorship for sure. The Reebok is garbage. What are they doing? No, they're Venom on now. Venom now. On Venom. They got some cool shit, but it, yeah. it's just I, too corporate-y. Yes. It's not. Then pay me if you're going to be corporate. Yeah. I want to get paid. That's the I do agree with that. So like, oh, I I, I was going to say I agree with what you were saying earlier. Like, there's amateur or like not amateur, but local pros that make more in boxing matches than the amateurs do in or the local pros in MMA. Make, oh, for sure. Which is weird. I don't know where. Like you said, where's that money coming from? Like, why do they sponsorship? Just have it? Because they bring in whoever's sponsoring the event or fucking uh, stuff like that. Well, no, or, and who's ever they put on their shorts and yeah, stuff, shit. I guess, but. Like, are you a draw in a in an amateur? I mean, a pro MMA fight here locally. What are they? What is it like? A thousand to win, a thousand to show, uh, maybe five hundred, five hundred to show. I don't know. I think it's somewhere around that. For and for I, what? Is for like an MMA fight around here for a local a pro? Of, yeah, it could be five hundred, six hundred to show, and they're the same to win yeah, usually. Yeah. And then if it's like the main event, I think they get a thousand to win, thousand to show, same thing. But I know a kid who you know he's really new to the boxing. He just started doing. He's younger than me, and he just got paid like five grand to go yeah. down just to fill in for somebody. Flew down to New Jersey and did it. Well, AJ Graham just got a six figure contract for yeah, the, like this boxing like league, and the guy still where that money come? Like where do they get this money to give everyone it's, six figure sponsors? And that's also another reason why those you think the, are you talking the around. sponsors that are, are sponsoring are the, the event yes. itself and the promotion? Yes. The yes. promotion, okay. all that together. That makes more like sense. somebody comes in, like or they put Chuck Norris's name on it. That league they had back in the day. Yeah. Somebody comes in and puts that money in, and the league lasts for eighteen months, two years or whatever. A yeah, year, yeah, and yeah. And then it goes broke because they don't run it like a business. They're running it to like an event. That happened to like K one. K one. K one. They got a bunch of sponsorship money, and they they fucked around with it, and just they didn't pay the fighters, and they didn't do it right, and they blew all that money, and that's why K one. Well, besides the whole Yakuza stuff. Right. But, uh, <laughs> they, they blew a shit ton of money. Yeah, they, but if anyone's got a lot of money and they want to invest in a Muay Thai kickboxing, uh, no, Santa no, Fi Series. A come, great Muay Thai kickboxing. We don't have the Yakuza here. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear? Probably dying. That does not, you know, I believe in God and shit, but uh, 
It's just, uh, yeah, not, not a big fan of that. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree, especially I'm old now. Yeah. <laughs> if you were God for a day, what is the first thing you would do? No corny answers. No, no, uh, no we can't feed the hunger. No, we can't feed the hungry. <laughs> World peace. No. no, I mean, for... <laughs> Be selfish with your God powers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I should preface it with. Uh, be, man. I mean, I really would like to, to see just mental health and just... No. Like, stuff like that figured out and illnesses and... And um, I think just showing people that God's real. You know, because that could bring a lot of comfort to people. People like me and you who are scared of dying. Like, hey, see, oh, shit, he's real. I'm not scared to die anymore. You know, I think that would be, you know, just giving a presence to people and giving them something to believe in. So if you're God for a day, you're just like, what's up? I'm you're here. coming out like yeah. on the news. Like, just yeah. check me out. Yeah. Just look at me. <laughs> look at me walking Wait. on water. <laughs> yeah, like just doing all the crazy shit. That's cool. Was there a moment or event that radically changed your view on the world? Moment. Mm. I mean... I think 9-11 being, you know, when I was young. Fuck. Yeah. You know, I was in seventh grade and just kind of seeing that like, oh, we're vulnerable. Like, yeah. people really want to kill people like that. Yeah. yeah. Something actually for me recently, uh, not like it wasn't like crazy event or anything like that that changed it. But uh, when I was listening, so Rogan just had. Um, I bet Rogan doesn't have a dog barking in the background, does he? No, nah, he doesn't. <laughs> Never. Because <laughs> he's an alien. <laughs> uh, he had um, the dude from Pink Floyd, Roger Waters on. And Roger Waters, I don't know if you guys keep up with that guy nowadays, but he's like still a kind of same guy he was, like 70s hippie, still but he's tripping. an activist for everything. So like he's he's big preaching like uh, How did he he's get- not anti-Russia. He's just the anti of the war that's going on there. You know so that- he's like, you. he's pointing out the stuff that like, we did some fucked up shit. Oh, yes. We, we And that's kind of our fault. We did a whole bunch of fucked up shit. So that changed my view. Like when they started going, I, I can't explain it all now because I would butcher it all. But just I, I can explain like, it. Man, there's so much shady shit that's going on. We and our it. government is really good at just being like, hey, look, everybody, there's to, this evil no, entity that we yeah. need Austin, to do. I hate to break this to you. We need our government to be that evil entity. We do. I think it's a positive not, thing. Somebody else is going to. It just sucks. It's going to be China, Russia. No, it's, an, it's a fact of life as of no, right now. I know. And what we did is we went and t- tore down the fucking uh, the, the government of uh, the country we're fighting. Fuck. Where are we at right now? That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> Where no, are we? <laughs> no, we took out their government because they were pro-fucking Russia. We put in a pro-American government. And Ukraine. And Ukraine. Thank you. And that's like them doing that in Canada. Yeah. We would think that was war. Well, and then, so, the whatever treaties we signed with Russia after the Cuban Missile Crisis was that, like, we will never push NATO this close to you guys, yada, yada, yada. That's the plan. And then... After this whole thing happened with Ukraine, that's exactly what we let did. Me, let me, I'm so gonna let that, you know a little secret. That dude that's running that country in Russia ain't nothing to fuck with. No, yeah. if you don't stop putting, if we didn't continue to do these things, uh, it, it, his power can't grow because that dude's an evil motherfucker, and him being in control of more things is is bad. It, it's worse than yes. us. Yes, it's yeah. worse than us well, for sure. My, my thing right now is, I don't know if people realize how close we are to like. Oh, Some the, nuclear shit going on. We're pretty fucking close to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Russia, like, they're having to draft people now, and, like, you know, their military's not as big and scary as no, you know, people no, thought. But, but it's all, yeah. 
He's backed into but a corner. I think he knows that and they pressed the button. And he's threatening it. He's saying They're, they're getting it right back, too. The, the yeah. rush is gone. Not just – everything's yeah. gone. No, yeah. everything's not gone. They are. They, they, if they hit us – if we hit the, they hit somebody with nukes and then it goes and back I and got forth. Money, I got money that says that we, it doesn't go back and forth. It doesn't go back and forth. How's that happen? Because our, our military – Austin, we spend more money on fucking defense. Yeah, we got – nine countries combined. Yeah. The next nine. Yeah. We got shit to you know, we have don't less, even know about. We still have less nukes than China and Russia. Yeah, but no. it don't take that many. Uh, no, I know. It only <laughs> yeah. takes one. But yeah. And what we have isn't what, isn't what fucking they have. They don't have what we and have. They don't know. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. We're fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So you think we, 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 should, we would hit that button first? No, I think that, I think that we would, if they hit the button, we would take their shit out. Before it got there. Hawaii, yeah. But that still blows up somewhere. Alaska, we loved you. Hawaii, we loved you. That stuff still blows up somewhere, though. I'm talking about the outcome of what that effect has on the planet itself. I mean, they blow off if multiple, nukes all the time. We were doing yeah. it in the desert. For, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas or Nevada has yeah. just been blown up. Austin took this way off. Way off My bad, <laughs> I'm sorry. What is your favorite memory of 2022 so far? Definitely my wedding. And, uh, that was an yep. easy one. Yeah. But uh, be- close behind that is the Stand Up Fight series. No, you know, that, having that debut. You had a big year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been a up and down for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what ice cream? If you were an ice cream flavor, what ice cream flavor would you be? Uh, my favorite, which is Oreo concrete. I had Oreo uh, cones yesterday. They're pretty good. Like the drumstick ones. Yeah, taste, those are those are great. Tasted just like Oreo all the way down. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Really good. What about you? Like I said this before. I want to say that I'd be like a cool flavor. But I'm worried that I'm like the shittiest flavor. You'd be the the pink and the like Neapolitan. pistachio, like a strawberry. Ice cream. Like, I'm worried that I'm the shitty flavor that, that is nobody. Eats. You're the pink and the uh, Neapolitan. My wife, just the pink. <laughs> my wife loves lemon ice cream. I've never had it, but like they, like her and her family swears by it. I don't know if I've ever had lemon, lemon ice, cream. ice cream. I've had lemon every. I've heard it's the shit. Yeah. I love the lemon cakes and yeah, anything. Those are actually like pretty that. good. Yeah. What was your favorite childhood memory, and what were you doing? Hmm. Probably vacation with my family and just going to Florida or wherever we went. and Those are always good times. What advice would you give a group of 18-year-olds? Ooh. I think it would depend on what they were doing. Like my fighters, you know, I tell them, you know, seize every moment right now because, you know, you don't want to look back when you're older and saying, I wish I would have done this, wish I would have done that. That's why I went out there and fought in Thailand was I didn't want to be in my deathbed sitting there, you know, Oh man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have fought here. Would have done, you know, trained harder and you know, done that. And uh, I'd be that, and also just following your dreams, you know. And um, you don't have to go out and get a corporate job. Um, you know, for me, for instance, I've made combat sports my life for the last twelve years and made a living off of it. So, um, kind of keeping your eyes open for that's follow your dreams. That's good advice. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, if you could, what if someone asked you for a random piece of advice, what would you give them? Anybody. Hmm. Use wet wipes. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. It's nasty. That's man. a great if you're, one. If you're wiping your ass without wetting your toilet paper or getting the wet wipes, I mean, you t- take peanut butter, smear it on the on the table, <laughs> and wipe it off with a dry rag. Same much shit you get off there. Yeah. Not a lot. You're nasty. If you go to jujitsu gym and you're rolling and you don't and you're you know, wet wipe with just mm, two ply. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you look up to when you were younger? Um, my favorite hockey player was Sergey Fedorov. Yeah, so a Russian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was what was he was badass. Yeah, was just the way he played hockey. He did it with a lot of honor and respect, and he's so fucking fast and offense, defense. I know it's kind of a and they won a whole yeah, lot too. Yeah, 
with Success. the Russian machine. <laughs> no, that, that, that old. And that he dated Anna Kornikova. I mean, yes. that was my idol. Oh, <laughs> no doubt. What is your favorite smell? Favorite smell. Man. So, fun fact I used to work for the NHRA Drag Racing Series as a firefighter for them. And the smell of nitro, like when you get to a racetrack and you smell like nitro, not even the nitro, the race fuel. Yeah. The race fuel has like this special smell. When I smell that, it just brings back so many memories and like yeah, um, that's good stuff. some good shit. What do you think your last words will be? Probably I love you to whoever's around me. You're a good dude, man. Yep. That's good shit because mine's yep. going to be fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck you bitches I'm out <laughs> Fuck you bitches I'm out If I were to get banned from Facebook What do you think it would be for? People being too sensitive probably Yeah That's <laughs> giving you A fun fact I've never even been suspended from Facebook Damn. You're gonna get now nope. You said that And now yep. it's gonna happen The closest I ever came is uh, uh, I can't think of Let me go name. suspend you right now <laughs> Let me you real quick no, I, I, uh, My content got flagged for inappropriate language or whatever yeah, but I, somebody asked about an acronym, and I told him what the acronym was. It was get your black ass back in the house before I walk <laughs> uh, behind. Yeah, yeah, and that got so I don't know if wow. somebody flagged me or Facebook did it on their own, but I appealed it and won. Nice TV on or off at night? On. Yeah, I I, I have mine yeah. on too. Yep. I just caught flag for it for my sister the other day. She's like, "You sleep with your TV on." You have issues. And I was like, I might, I guess. I never thought about yeah. it. Like I've that. gone through the transition. I don't like how quiet it is, man. Like, I can't, I'd rather have like some small, I'd turn it all the way down, but some background noise-ish going on I over there while yeah. I'm trying to the fan, get relaxed. Yeah. yeah. But I usually don't go to sleep until I fall down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they say it's not good to have light on your eyes as you're trying to fall asleep, but I've done it for so long. Yeah. What I, would you do if you only had 24 hours to live? Hmm. I got to jam pack that shit. Go see all the shit I didn't get to see. Yeah, probably just hang out with family and maybe beat someone's ass and needed their ass beat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that's like, this yeah. guy's a fucking All right, it's dude, time. This motherfucker's been had it coming yeah, for a long time. Had it coming for a minute. <laughs> I've been waiting on this moment. <laughs> wow. Who is somebody that reminds you of a, um, a, a character from a movie or TV show? Who is somebody in your life that reminds you of a person from a character or TV show? I have a buddy named Sean Mueller. Same last name. We're not related, but he's like literally like a cartoon character. He's wild and does crazy shit. And uh, if you know Sean, Sean John on Facebook, he's a he's an interesting character, one of my best friends. But man, he's some funny dude. That's good shit. <laughs> what is your favorite zoo animal? Probably a tiger. That's the best answer. It's yeah. The, yeah, that's the only answer. It, it, yeah. Tiger or lion, same same. Yeah, uh, the Bengal tigers are the, the dopest. Lion, they're all cool. Yeah. Like, a, if you're saying a white tiger, yes, like an all oh, white yeah. tiger, I the albino tiger. At the uh, fair and air show, they they still have it, but it used to be a lot different. And they had this exhibit that was all these tigers. When I say all these tigers, like 30 tigers, yeah. two cougars, all in the same cage, they would keep them. And half of the eight of them, 10 of them were white. And we would get there like first thing in the morning. So that's when they were still active from the night. And these, you'd see these, I don't even know how much they They're weigh. They're kind of running around they, and playing they would and jump shit. up into each other yeah. and Clyde midair and stuff. Like, that's one of the most uh, impressive things. Big cats are crazy. Yeah. Yes. My bucket list is to go to Africa and like drive to the safari and just see them in there. Please do not be one of those people. Gets too close. It gets out of the vehicle. Yeah, it gets too close. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm not that dumb. Yeah. It's crazy that people do that shit. They're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, look. And then they, look get, it, they yeah. get eaten. Yeah, no. Uh, did you guys ever watch uh, Tiger King? Oh, like yeah. In the COVID? No. Hell yeah. You didn't watch that? I, Austin, wow, I don't watch, you need to watch that. I don't, I don't watch TV, really. It's just... And I don't watch anything that everybody's into. Uh, it's pretty damn it, good. But it's not like... <laughs> everybody wasn't into it because of like the normal reasons. 
Like it was interesting because it's, so it's almost impossible to believe that that is a real person. Yeah, that which, existed. Which, the guy or her? Jo- both, really. She, Joe Everybody that's yeah. on that show, you're just like these are real fucking Austin, people. Yeah. You've met our family. I know. There's no way you could have thought they're worse no than way, that. There's no way these people. Are Joe real. Exotic is a homosexual male who likes to blow shit up, and he owns a bunch of cats, and he threatened that lady's life. That's a real person. It, that doesn't even do it. Justice. Why are you pointing at Nate? Rich Diaz? Woods. Oh, <laughs> Rich Woods. <laughs> It's crazy. And then he tricked straight guys into being gay so that they would be his boyfriends by giving them drugs and shit. Uh, Austin. It was nuts. Austin. Austin. That shit was nuts. I have a secret for you. <laughs> he didn't trick nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know. But that's the story that they're putting out. Yeah. <laughs> if you were tra- stranded on an island and you could only take one thing with you, with you what would it be? Probably. I mean, obviously it can't be a satellite phone. So we'll say something to make fire. Yeah, I think Flint. that's important. Yeah. A couple more questions and then we'll get you out of here. Uh what is something most people like, but you just don't understand? You don't get. Uh oh. Most people like. Hmm. Like Tiger King. I don't get it. Man. Or, or some people like. Just something that the, 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 it's like it's style, it's in a fad, it's people enjoy doing that you're just like, that. Probably, probably right now, guys painting their nails. I don't get it. That's like a, a thing guys, that's going on. Yeah, a lot of guys are like young kids, like 18, 17, or painting their nails. You got something yeah. to say for yourself? <laughs> nah, yeah. I keep my toes covered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my toes have been painted for like 12 years now, though. That's like a legit thing, though. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. A bunch of young kids are just painting their nails, like yep. fingernails and everything? Yep, everything. Are they like doing colors, or are they just painting them black? I'm not an expert, but uh, I think just whatever no, they I've, feel. I've yeah. seen it. Uh, I'd no, you that. have kids that age, so. No, well, yeah. Danny tried to, uh, yeah, when he was like 10. Maybe a little younger. He was like, hey, can I paint my fingernails? Because I have my toes painted all the time. Uh, I don't know why. I couldn't even tell you why I started doing it. A fighter thing is really what it was. I don't even know how I got. Maybe Mark got me to do it. That's probably Mark. Yeah, but then I've done it ever since. Uh, and he seen me and he was like, uh, can I paint my fingernails? And I was like, no, you can't. And my wife was like, well, why can't he? And I said, when you're old enough to deal with the consequences and the actions of others that come with that, then you can do that. But you don't even you don't understand what's going to happen and stuff to you right now. Yeah. So painting your your fingers and stuff isn't what you should be worried about doing. Just do do your thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what really grinds my gears? What I don't get is that, that's a Family Guy reference. Is uh, <laughs> I love it. That's a great one. Is um the Bass Pro hats? Yeah, I don't get it. Everybody does it. I don't get it. It's like I see you if you go into Bass Pro, you'll see kids that walk into is Bass it a flex? Pro. No, because they're, they're like six dollars. Yeah, oh. cheaper than that. Right and they have like every color. I think it's yeah. just they just like it. But like, you'll see people walk into Bass Pro. Like I was in there buying shit to go hunting with. Like I'm buying corn and you know redneck that's not shit. Hunting. And, and it's farming. And uh, then you just see a bunch of kids come in, like a whole group of them, and they're just huddled around the hat where all the hats are, and they're just taking all the I mean, colors. Great for Bass them. Pro, but yeah, I, cool. I just don't get why all these kids want to hey, look like the other fuck one. Fuck Bass Pro too. Yeah. That thing's way too expensive. <laughs> that place. Have you been to the aquarium though in Springfield, Missouri? No, but I've it been, is the fucking shit. I've been to the one outside, up in uh, by St. Charles. No, the one in Springfield is it's big, world it's class. Like, that's all it is, it did, is. Did you, like did, I was. Did you even drive down there for that though? Right? No, we were going to some fights, and that was on the way. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. But, but, <laughs> yeah, we're but, going to the Bass Pro down in Springfield. I will tell you though, <laughs> it is worth a drive. Right I, I'm telling you, I, I it's legit. It. I, that was so spot on. There's no way that that's not how you talk huh. when nobody's around. <laughs> what, what I just did? <laughs> you know what I noticed about myself on accident the other day? That you're a ginger? <laughs> that wasn't an accident. I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, damn. <laughs> but, no, dude. So I was leaning into when it, I people, do it, so we're going to have to go to something else. <laughs> <laughs> when I do, because, uh, you know, I work a 
I guess a blue collar job, you know. And I realize when I'm at work and I talk to people, I talk with a little more twang, twang. And I think I started doing it on accident, not realizing it, because that just gets people. If you show up to do a blue collar job, oh, no, oh, no. they just do. They just come <laughs> so at you, you different got, ways. You got multiple personalities. No, it's called code switching. <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing it until yesterday, and I was talking. You didn't to have Scott. a name for it? No, that's a real thing. I, apparently, it is. You do it. Code switching. You never realize that? No. So, like, you notice how you talk to certain people uh, one way, and then you get around other people, and you'll talk to them a different Never way. Never have I done that ever. You have. I do it all I've, the time. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, but I didn't realize I was doing that, and then I was talking to this guy, and, I, I, and he's like, all right, buddy, we'll be out back here tomorrow. And then I left, and I was like, god damn, what the fuck is that? <laughs> or, or when I get drunk, I talk, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, where was I? Where were we at? Maybe it's my train of thought. Sorry. Besides <laughs> money, if you could steal one thing, what would it be? Besides money, probably an exotic car. Some sort of Ferrari. I can dig that. Because you need to drive away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just take What off. makes you feel old? Not getting why kids wear Bass Pro hats. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate that. If you could talk to one species of animal besides a dog, which one would it be? And why? Talk to one species? Well, yeah. I'm a cat lover, so. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, cats? Cats? Yeah. Might I say some wicked I've got shit. just one. He's the most badass cat. I actually found him. He has one eye, and he was, like, starving to death, and he was... But, like, he came to me. So I was like, all right, this cat's not going to attack me. And I just took him in, and he's just most... He's like, almost like a dog. He he's came a badass cat. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. rare. Yeah. He has one eye, and took him in, and got him all fixed up, and We're just gonna... a bad... Like, my logo, or it's on the back of my shirt, it's a tiger, and he has an eye patch that's... For my cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to get some shit bums in here. Because all these guests are making me fucking look really bad and stuff. Yeah. We could just go pull somebody off of Lee Main and see what happens. <laughs> go up to the Walmart. Yeah, Come on. Dude. Can you fold a fitted sheet? Fuck no. Danny swears. We have to do. Can you show a, us? Yes, we is. talk about this all There's the time. And you swear you can do this. It is, it is As my wife, I can't fold anything. <laughs> she, uh, two see, more questions. Do uh, you have a secret talent? Like I can juggle. He can't. Nah. Yes, I can. No? P- probably, um, like, making posters and, like, Photoshop and shit. I enjoy doing that, but. That's yeah. That's, yeah. I, every time you ask that question, I just can't stop, not think about Dwayne at the Nemesis card. The ref, best, yeah, and he was like, "What did he say?" He was like, "Oh yeah, I could, I do ventriloquy." And, oh, and you were like, really? "You were like seriously?" He's like, "Fuck no!" And he got up and walked away. It was hilarious. So wait, he really does? No, no. Oh. <laughs> he was fucking around with him. Because I asked him, I said, I asked him the same question, and he looked at me and he was, like, "Oh, I'm a ventriloquist." And I was like, "For real?" And he's like, "Fuck no!" And he got up and immediately left. <laughs> Just left. Like he, you, should, you should have him on this show. That'd be cool. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah he's a good dude, man. Uh, I love. I've had guy. a few interactions from him, but you, you could tell when someone's a good oh, no, person. I, I've interacted with him a whole yeah, bunch. I was. I make this joke to him almost every time I see him. He's probably tired of it. He was roughing a fight one time, and the dude won, or the guy got tapped out or whatever from ground from punches, and didn't want to stop. And Dwayne went to step in. The guy wouldn't, so he took and belly to back suplex this kid like in perfect form. Oh, he was. Oh, he was probably. Everything's Waiting. on point, dude. yeah. And like he launched him across the cage. You, you had to see. I mean, I did the whole crowd react to yes. it too? Everyone was like, "Oh, yes. that was sick!" Yes, it was so noticeable. You know, he like, ate that shit up. Oh. <laughs> was, I love yeah. to bring it up to him. No, he's a great. He really is a great dude. Yeah. That's a that's a tough job, reffing. You know, a lot of people don't realize you know how hard it really is, and um, that's something with our point tournaments. You know, we're training refs, and um, one new guy, 
um, just got appointed by the Missouri State. He came in and did our point tournaments, and I told him, like, this is actually harder than refing a full contact fight because full contact, you just let them beat each other's ass. Or this, you have to, like, control them and keep them down. But, you know, just making those decisions to stop and not stop a fight and hearing people bitch complain, like, uh, it's, it's not an easy job. We have the be- Tim Francis and fucking Dwayne are some of yep, the, the best refs that yep. you can find yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I, and they're – if anybody wants to ask him a question about uh, the fight, respectfully do it because they'll answer it yeah. no matter what. Dwayne is all every we've had. Danny, I should say, has asked him lots of questions about fights and how he saw and what it looked like from our perspective. And he's never just seemed like I don't know. Like he's, I, he yeah. has an explanation, and they most of the time, they're almost I, always. I, was, I, I can Tim, understand that. I asked Tim Francis one time right after he got out of the cage. I, I wish they would have done that, but he stopped and was. Answered everything. Yeah. Was super cool about it. I just feel like you shouldn't do that. Yeah. As a person. Like, yeah. He literally right. just got yeah. out of the case. Hey, 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 and I was like, hey, man. Them. So what did you see of that? Then? Uh, but I shouldn't have done that. But he he didn't care or wasn't upset or anything. It's just trying to be respectful. But he answered it. And he was point, right on with his point, too. And we got well, some good refs. The, the judging, I would like to see in Missouri some criteria coming out. Yeah. Of like, have, you know, what, they what, have criteria that's not followed. But it's not out, is it? it I don't think I've seen it, and I would oh. like to see some some um, meetings. So, like, right now, they don't do, like, a board meeting. There's right, no board. I, yeah, I, w- I would like to have an open board meeting and just kind of have some more dialogue because as a coach and everything, you know, there was a point where the rules would change every time we did kickboxing, and now we kind of we fixed that. Um, but for the judging, you know, I want to see what, what – are they looking for more? Damn it. Like, for, we had a Muay Thai card. And we had a fighter, he was dominating the clinch, elbows and knees, and he lost the fight because the other guy landed a couple, like literally three or four good punches, you know, and it's just... It, it's the criteria, number one, is supposed to be damaged. Yeah. Uh, in the state of Missouri. Uh, Tim Francis' brother, Rob, will tell you about that too. I don't ask him about scoring fights or anything because I know who the who the, the shit bum in the group is. Yeah. And I think everybody does. I will tell you in that card I'm talking about, Rob had it right. Yeah. yeah. She, she, he usually does. because. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to speak for them. We yeah. know who the shit bum ref are the judges for the most part. It's not just one, but there's a couple. She's oh. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be friends with you? Yes. Yes. Why are you looking at me like that? Would you be friends with you? I've changed my mind on this, and I think I would. Because we like the same music. And I don't have a lot of people that like the same music as me. So. What do you like? Well, I like a lot of everything, but like I'm into older music and more obscure stuff, not... A lot of like, like 80s rock or yeah, uh, okay, all that, but I can get into stuff all the way back to the 60s, yeah, and then country, yeah. Like, so my wife's got me into old country, like uh, Waylon Jennings and Merle yeah. Haggard and shit. So I don't think I'd be friends with me at first, especially. I wouldn't be friends with you either, <laughs> you're just forced to, uh, and that's squared up. So, you got a fight, you got a fight card coming up on the 17th. Uh, what else? You got anything other other than that plan? I mean, how, how how focused are you on that? I mean, it's a couple of months out, but I would imagine it's it's a lot to do in two months, though. Yeah. So with being a promoter, um, you know, you got to do. The, I'm doing the matchmaking right now just because I don't trust anyone else to do it right now, hmm. um, because I know I don't, I don't know, but I know how passionate I am about this. I know how much work I put into knowing whose fighters are and who the matching. Do I want to get someone to do my matchmaking? But uh, I'm not there yet. But um, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of paperwork, you know, getting agreement signed and, and dealing with the venues. I'm working um, on some new venues for next year. Um, but really just focusing on that card and, and trying to make as many badass fights as I can that, 
you know, um, so now we just tickets went on sale yesterday. So now I'm starting to push ticket sales, and our first show was a sellout. And, where can uh, they get tickets at? At StandUpFightSeries.com. I might have missed this. Where Where is What's the venue for the next? It's at the Renaissance Hotel the, at the airport. Right, yeah, the place right is pretty sweet. Yeah. Called the yeah, Darth Vader. I could, I could throw a rock there from yeah. that porch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the venue's cool. I, I wish the ballroom was a little bit bigger. You know, it's um it's kind of a weird like rectangle shape, um but the the vibe there was so badass. It was sold out. You know, it was jammed. Um, you know, sometimes you know people have fights and it's a big venue, right? You might have a thousand people in it. So if I I've had it like a family arena, yeah. right? thousand people in there is going to feel empty right it's not going to have that same vibe as you know like arnold you know i remember i was listening to that one podcast too and you know i like the fights there it gives good energy um shamrock fighting at river city a lot better energy there i agree than fighting at um ameristar yeah i agree yep uh I appreciate you for coming out, man. Yeah. Uh, I think you're one of the best guests we've had is you carried the conversation You're, you're great informative I, I'm I'm happy to hear that you're helping make the rules for Muay Thai in the in the state because I don't think there's a lot of people that are doing like being so progressive with what we got going on. In, yeah, in, the sport. in, in a, such a positive way and stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, congratulations thank on you, the wedding man. again. I hope the house turns out great. Yes, uh, thank you. You get a new addition out of us. There's always yeah. a yeah, silver yeah. lining yeah. that. Um, yeah, just thanks for coming out, man. And guys, don't forget uh, to get tickets at uh, StandUpFightSeries.com. And get after St. Peter's because they obviously are trying to force us. Yeah, they're trying. They're coming after my land. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. From, as always, from the right lane, one love. I'm just a east side nigga roll, trying to see my figures grow. I know they hate me, but I've never been afraid to let my ass show who can stop me. Me, myself, and I, I watch time fly, listen to the birds sing. I've been stabbed up, shot at, lost, brought back, quarter nickels, dimes. I done sold it all to see the rent on time. Then lost plenty of shit, but I still didn't stop. Flip flop, now never. Game way too clever, I smell fear every time I reach a different level Get a shovel, dig deep, jump in, cross the circle